In 2011, there was an SNL sketch called The Blue Jean Committee. It features almost all the entire cast of season 37. Fred Armisen, Kristen Wiig, Kenan Thompson, Jason Sudeikis, Bill Hader, Andy Samberg. Alongside them were host Jason Siegel and musical guest Florence and the Machine. The scene is set in a Massachusetts dive bar called The Empty Glass, set in the late 70s or early 80s, where a faux band called The Blue Jean Committee is playing one last local show before they depart on their nationwide tour. This is my favorite SNL sketch ever. Welcome to a podcast called Least Important Things. I'm your host, Luke Ferris. Are you surprised by my favorite sketch? Yeah, probably. You've never said a one-liner from this sketch at a dinner party or wandered upon it on a best-of DVD. But for me, this encapsulates why SNL is still relevant after 40 years on the air. Saturday Night Live was introduced to me as part of my childhood pop culture diet of comedy, sci-fi, fantasy, and action movies on TNT. My family would watch Best of Chris Farley, Will Ferrell, and Bill Murray on a Saturday night with pizza and root beer. Classic lines like, And we want to pump you up. were dished out at family reunions. So I learned how to utilize them in conversation before I even realized what their source was. My parents grew up in comedy where families themselves, and SNL was the continuation of the sketch traditions of the 50s and 60s, that their parents were exposed to them on TV. My dad's parents even moonlit in their younger years at local vaudeville venues. The rise and success of SNL in the 1970s and 80s was during my parents' heyday, with epic one-liners and bits formed by now-comedy legends. But during some of the darker periods of SNL, they were actually busy raising newborns, like me. And it wasn't until we grew into the comedy where age as kids that my parents returned to SNL in the Farley, Farrell, and Faye eras. Eventually, I became a teenager, and guess what? My Saturday nights did not consist of parties in basements with co-ed shenanigans. It was me gorging on sugary products in order to stay awake to watch SNL live. Let's go back to the empty glass. Hey, guys, you having a good time? Clad in an Iron Maiden tee, Kristen Wiig introduces the band in a typical local DJ tone. On their first national tour, Western Massachusetts own the Blue Jean Committee. In matching appropriate blue jean garb, JC, played by Fred Armisen, intros the band in a soft rock compression that is accurate as it is hilarious. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever have one of those afternoons that you wish would never end? What I'd like to do right now is uh, paint you a little picture of what that's like. Now, right about here, SNL sketches would start to have a turn, something absurd, like if the band was singing about how they love the New York Yankees or their arms fell out of their sockets. But no, they're playing a song, and it's kind of a banger. Massachusetts afternoon Staying at my cousin's place And writing love letters to you This SNL era was defined by musical talent. 
from Andy Samberg's Lonely Island to Keenan's What's Up With That, music and its connection to humor were intricate in this collective's popularity. But that's just the beginning of what made this group from 2008 to 2015 iconic. Here's a sampling of some of the best. Mm. Would you have any recommendations? Yes. Good. New York's hottest club is Wesh. Good evening, I'm Pete Twinkle, and seated next to me providing great color commentary, the godfather of my two adopted girls, Greg Stank. Thanks, Pete, the big hello to Lupe and Jowden. Oh, I love surprises. I'm so freaking excited. Because <laughs> they don't know. You know, John McCain and I, we're a couple of mavericks. And gosh darn In SNL tradition, these alumni are at the forefront of some of the best comedy entertainment available. Just look at the Emmy nominees for the past few years, and they're littered with the cast members from this era. The time this cast emerged was simultaneous with the rise of social media, viral videos, and internet culture. But instead of killing a live sketch comedy TV program, the internet catapulted its influence. It was Lazy Sunday and Dear Sister that captured the low-budget rawness of what was making the internet the place for easy-access entertainment. Instead of staying up till 1 a.m. on Saturday night, people could watch a sketch the next day. Akiva Schaefer, a member of the Lonely Island and ex-writer for SNL, sums it up in a Huffington Post article when he said, So it was definitely a last-minute short, and the reason it looks like it does is because that's just a hotel suite. When it gets to be Friday night and you haven't figured it out, then the only thing you can do is rent a hotel suite, grab some lights, and film in there. With all of this on the resume, you'd think I'd pull something more popular to put on my favorite sketch mantle, right? Back to the committee. You know when you're driving to town and you make that second right turn onto Locust Street You've never seen so many pretty, pretty girls walking down the boulevard We cut to the crowd where Paul Rudd makes an appearance, smiling like a buzz goof, looking to impress a lady Bobby Moynihan is sweating, closed eyes, banging his head People are high-fiving with the bartender, played by Bill Hader Taryn Killam and Abby Allard are awkwardly dancing then, Florence and the Machine comes into frame, playing the committee's groupies, wearing matching band t-shirts. A slow clap starts. Oh yeah, and the Muppets show up at the bar singing. The sketch closes with Andy Samberg lifting a beer and cheering to the camera. Kind of creepily. The frame cuts to the exterior of the bar, and the music fades into the night. This is the perfect SNL sketch. Not for the one-liners or outrageous characters. It's perfect because it depicts a scene we've all participated in. A dive bar with goofy locals all connected by a band that plays easy listening music. It sounds better and better as the drinks flow. You're connected, living carefree, and celebrating like it's the greatest show on earth. I watched this sketch on repeat most of 2020 and 2021, and you can probably guess why, so I'm not going to go into it. This sketch makes me smile and comforts me like a warm blanket because it's a reflection of a universal human moment. There's a saying amongst SNL fans that the best era is the one they were raised by. I'm not sure if that's true, but as SNL enters its 48th season, I plan on grabbing my cinnamon beer and watching as long as they're on air. 
I'm not sure what the best SNL skit or era is. I'm sure there are better arguments than mine for one or the other, but this sketch in this era, I can only describe it as one of those perfect Massachusetts afternoons. Least Important Things is a podcast about celebrating the most important of the least important things in pop culture and entertainment. The show is written and created by me, Luke Ferris, and executive produced by Jay Ferris. Logo and brand designed by Curtis Felton. Please be part of the show by leaving a voicemail and sharing your favorite SNL sketch or era. I'm also working on an upcoming show about scary movies, so please let me know what your favorite scary movie is and why you like it. As always, for you introverts, you can actually email your answers at leastimportantthings at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Luke H. Ferris or Least Important Things on Facebook. Read our articles and learn more about the show at leastimportantthings.com. Thanks for listening, friends. I'll talk to you soon. Here is home.